This is the Bart and Han Show podcast. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. So we're talking uh, Jets and Giants right now. Giants, uh, just because of the Eagles' loss last night, I, I don't know. I don't see it as Carson Wentz being the the major problem for that team. It doesn't matter anyway. You still have two years left before you can make any decisions on him. You're married to him. Get the most out of him. I think he's got. I do. I think he's got happy feet. I think he's got issues. Got offensive line. Those tackles are bad. I mean, they're both bad. And they've got a lot of issues right now with putting pressure on him. And he's now at that point where you see quarterbacks get like this, where they're just so uncertain, so uncomfortable, that he's he's throwing – like that one ball he threw, um, that he underthrew, he got drilled in the sternum as he threw it. You know, that's one where you think and you say, well, you should throw it a little further. He's already flinching as he's throwing that football. Now, it's, it's, you know, he's got to fix it. That's true. But he's not comfortable. Howie Roseman has not done a good job rebuilding that team after the Super Bowl. And i got to point this out, too. If everybody wants Jalen Hurts to start now, did you see what Jalen Hurts did when he came in the game? I thought he was going to throw up like Steeman Willie Beeman. I mean, he went in the huddle. Did you see the look in his eyes? I was waiting for him to just, like, you know, he throws up. Now he's going to be fine. Like, that's what you did. That's what you did. So you went into the season. You were believing in Carson Wentz, but there was still that little bit of wonder because he does get hurt a lot. And you just aren't quite sure, is he, you know, like, we got to make sure that if he's not right, we got to have something stable behind him. Josh McCown, that's your guy? That's your stable behind him? I, I just, that doesn't make sense. You used a draft pick to get a rookie quarterback when you've got a guy on a massive contract that you can't move for two years. And you're going to tell me that if Wentz had any issues, that you know what's going to happen. It's Philly. They're going to be screaming for the backup. Who plays a completely different kind of game. I just don't understand why people are, are acting that way towards Philly. But that's right now an NFC East issue. That's a Giants issue. And we're going to turn our attention now to the Jets. Our Jets guest of the week, Quinnen Williams, who's had a fantastic season this year. And Q, first and foremost, thanks for joining the show. And i got to tell you, in a season like this, where obviously the team's success is one that we all know the record is what it is, for you personally now, personally, has this been a season for you where you're you say to yourself, "This is what I knew I could be at this level"? Uh, definitely, man. Just coming in out the off season, uh, learning from my mistakes that I did last year, learning from things I did wrong last year, and just uh, get my body right, get my mind right, and the different things that I did this off season with with my training and different things like that. I felt like I was going to have a, a good season this year because I got a grasp on everything and just. Um, focus on just uh, communicating with my coaches, executing, and just uh, going out there trying to play every snap hard as I can and make plays um, to put us in the best predicament to win games and uh, just have a successful team and things like that. So. I love that you said that the way you said it, too, all the things you learned from your first year. Because you know, a lot of times fans will watch, and you got a guy that's drafted as high as you were drafted, and you dominated college, you were great at Alabama, and it's like, oh, he's just going to step in. He's just going to he's going to own the NFL. It, it sounds easy, but your first experience at the NFL level when you're going up against other grown men now, like what was one of the first things that you realized when you got to the NFL and you were playing in games and you said to yourself, damn, I've got to get better at this? Was there one thing that you knew, I can't wait to get to the offseason because I've got to get better at this? 
Uh, I think the one thing I really like just said that I was like, everybody in the NFL does this, and nobody in college think about this was nutrition. Huh. Um, that was one of the main things I really like uh, had to change because I was playing through the tackle, no time in college. Basically, I could eat anything day I want to eat, but in the NFL level, man, everybody's a dog. Everybody are uh, nutrition. They put the best cities in their body so they be able to perform every week. And that's one of the huge things I learned from going from my uh, college to the NFL. Learning from my first year to second year was um, what I put in my body is what's going to control my body, just like a zit with zit fuel. Like, you can't put regular... Uh, car gas for a jet or regular right. um, gas to make a jet go up into the sky or things like that. Yeah, don't so play I 87 in a Ferrari. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so I just thought about that and was like, I need to really focus on this right here and this really going to help me. So that's one of the big things I learned from my rookie year to my sophomore year. All right. So my college basketball days, which is long, long time ago, the thing I had, my hang up, my, my vice was Chicken McNuggets. Like I would crush, like I would, I would crush like a twenty, 20 piece before practice sometimes. Like that, that was the thing I couldn't give up. Is there something that you had that you loved, and you're like, I can't eat this, especially not during the regular season. Is there something you had to give up that you that you know right now? The minute you get to January, it's the first thing you're gonna eat. Uh, probably like a meat lover's pizza. Like, I'm a real pizza guy. So, meat lover's pizza is my thing. Like, it's my thing. But I haven't ate it this whole off-season, this whole season. Uh, so, like, first time off-season come around, I know I got to give me a meat, lo- meat lover's Damn. pizza. Like, like a deep dish? Like one of those types, right? Like the, the Chicago yeah. style where it's just the sausage and, and meatball just yeah. loaded. Everything. Yeah. yeah exactly. Uh, what about, though, technically? In the game, what is happening for you this year? Is it strictly just that you feel physically better, or are there some things also that is helping you? I mean, you got what do you have? Six sacks this year. You had a terrific game uh, against the Dolphins. You were all over the place. You're really jumping off the page. Uh, you're, you're analytically, you're one of the top defensive linemen in the game. Is there something that you also figured out that has now all of a sudden flipped the switch for you on the field? Um, I just think the main thing is like. Uh, just the speed of the game and just executing, honestly. Like, uh, last year, I was, I was thinking a lot, and I really kicked myself in the butt this offseason as I watched film on myself on the different things I, I was thinking about um, during the play going on. So this year, I really played, like, I really talked to my, uh, Greg Williams, Blake Williams, and Andre Carter, my coaches, city line coach in D.C., and just got with them and just look, asked them, like, personally, like, man, I know I sucked my first year. Like, it, it wasn't up to my standard. It was up to you guys' standard. Like, what can I do to get better? Uh, what do you see I need to get better? And they told me the God of the truth, 100% truth. And I took those things, uh, put it in my notebook, and went this offseason and focused on those things that they told me I need to work on. And just the different things I knew I could do myself to unwind and to go out there and play like myself. So that was one of the big things that I, I, I got this offseason with with all my coaches and learning, like, the different things that I can do better, the things I did good and get better in, the things I did bad, to never do them things again, so. We're talking about Quentin Williams of the Jets. He's having a great season despite the fact that the team is having uh, the record that they're having without a win so far uh, in, in this season. Now, Q, you're a guy that I imagine now, you can't look at this season. You can't look at the record. You can't think about this stuff and where it is. You've got to obviously think about the future. When you when you see some of the younger guys on this team now, 
some of those picks, not only from your year, but this year's draft as well. Uh, you know, those guys, Becton, obviously one of them that stands out. Mims has looked really good. Do you think about, you know what, this isn't going to last. Like, things are going to change here. Do you feel that way about this group? Uh, yeah, for sure, man. Like, I just feel I just feel like uh, this group we got right now is an amazing group. Uh, everybody we got on our team right now is an amazing team, and I'm just blessed to be a part of this team. Like, despite the record, every day, those guys, every guy on the team come out and work their butts off. Every guy on the team uh, wants to win and wants to put all four forever to win. And a lot of young guys that like we got on defense, we got a lot of young guys who I can see becoming um, top players in their positions. Um, just name a few guys, Bryce Hall, uh, um, like just different guys like that, man. Uh, Lamar Jackson, the cornerback, like guys like that who's been stepping up and getting better week after week. Um, Makai, obviously, Makai is Makai. Uh, huge guy, battle against him every practice. And just a lot of young guys on our team, man, who you see step up every week and get better every week. And just like I, I just tell those guys, like, man, my, my rookie year, man, I didn't I didn't get everything off the bat. I had to go – I had to use the offseason to learn from my mistakes. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. don't get down on you guys. Don't get down on yourself, things like that. And I just talked to them because I was just a rookie last year. You know what I'm saying? So it's like – I, I learn from my mistakes just like those guys learn from their take mistakes every week, and they're doing great. Uh, in my eyes, they're doing great with uh, taking the coaching from Coach uh, Greg and different things like that. So. Talk about Becton for me. Like you said, you go up against him in practice. It's it's interesting probably for you to deal with a guy that size. How much do you, though, as long as you, you, you compete with him, but do you, it's, I don't know if taken under your wing is the kind of way you want to phrase it, but do you take him aside and say, listen, man, you've got a lot of potential, just like you probably got that from McClendon and others uh, in the past. Do you talk to him about all the things that you've learned and what he can be going forward? Oh, definitely, man. Definitely, I definitely talk to him. Not really what he can do when he's going forward, but I feel like he got a great grasp on what he can be. Uh, I think he knows his own identity. He asked me a lot of questions because I feel like we have great battles at practice and different things like that. So he asked me a lot, loads of questions, just different things that I do on the football field that, that he see me do good. That he'd be like, man, Q, how you do that? Like, what made you do that? Or what made you do this? And I asked him the same way. Like, I'm not, I don't feel like, like, I don't feel like those tapping in the NFL is going to give me a down block, like him coming down on me. So me playing that down block or a double team with Makai, it's getting me better every week because, I'm not going to go against another 370, 80-pound tackle who's coming down as hard as he's coming down or as strong as he's uh, strength he has. So we definitely feed off each other and just ask each other questions like, man, he went against uh, Joey Bosa. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, Joey Bosa is a great player. On this play right here, what, what, what you look for in Joey? You know what I'm saying? Like different things mm-hmm. like that. And he tell me what he looks for and things that he see and the things that how he'd be able to beat these top paddlers because I want to become a top paddler one day. So I just have to repeat off each other in that way. Iron sharpens iron, right, as the, as they say. Yeah. I know when, when the offense is out on the field, a lot of times you guys need to get on the bench and you know catch your breath and maybe even go over stuff, whatever's going to happen that next time out. But do you ever catch yourself watching him? And, and if you ever see him, some of the stuff, I mean – you watch film on him; it's hysterical. Like there's some dudes; he's just tossing yeah. dudes at times. Like, do you ever like celebrate that? Do you get into that when you see him doing that? All the time, all the time. Like, I can I can picture one play. I think he threw Frank Clark, and Frank Clark is an amazing player. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. I look at Frank Clark's film and everything, and I think he just threw him. And I'm like, bro, <laughs> I'm like, 
I'm glad he on my team. Like, I'm glad I don't have to really go against a double team. <laughs> like, like you know what I'm saying? From him, well, I'm glad I ain't got to go down block from him. Like, I'm glad he on my team. To see him do stuff like that. It's different stuff, man. Like, we played Buffalo one week, and he just, like, destroyed the whole left side. And I just be thinking in my head, like, dang, like. Yep. He's just a rookie. That's the and then, like, I, I just see a lot of stuff, man, that, that from him, man. I know he's going to be a top, top tackle in the NFL years to come, and probably this year, for years to come, definitely, man, one of the best best players I've, I've seen coming out of college in general. Q, you want to be a Jet for a long time? Like, do you do you, do you feel like this is home? I want to stay here. I'll be part of this. Definitely, I definitely feel that way. Do you wonder, like, about early in the season? I saw, you know, there was some, there was a report about trade rumors involving you, and obviously teams are going to call. But did you ever put anything into that, or did they talk to you? Did either did Joe come to you, or did anybody tell you, like, listen, no, no, teams are calling about you, but we're not shopping you around. Oh, definitely, man. Me and Joe and my agent had a great conversation and different things like that on their standpoints and my standpoints and just different things like that that we fed off each other, man. And I feel very comfortable and uh, very, very excited about being a Jet and still being a Jet. Um, despite, the, despite the season that we're having right now, I feel like years to come and next year we have the great pieces to put together to make this team a dominant a dominant team that, that I feel like Joe knows it can be and that we all know it can be. Well, guys like you certainly are going to be the, the cornerstones of whatever they do building going forward. Before I let you go, though, Q, I got to ask you a college question because I got to ask you about yep. Alabama. Now, the Iron Bowl and Bama had no problem with Auburn. I'm sure you enjoyed that if you had a chance to watch it. But did you think to you that you have, like, like the idea of Nick Saban having to be in his house watching the game on TV? I was thinking to myself, you know, I've been an Alabama fan a long time. Like, somehow, some way, yep. he's coaching, whether it's mental telepathy, or he's texting so like there's got to be a way he's coaching there because it must have dro- it must have drove him crazy. Like I just think about it this way: like I was telling people, they was like, "Bro, how Coach Saban can still have a disciplined team, a winning team? It's it's the process, honestly. Like Coach Saban is still the standard in the process, and every individual who goes on that field. So once once you know that and feel that, like it's no matter like Coach Saban doesn't have to be there. Just like now, like. I feel like every NFL player that came from Bama still play with that same mentality that the process, like the standard, the process. And, like, like just because they got a whole different coaching, Coach Saban on coaching, we still play as, like, the Bama standard. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I actually so, do, which, which I guess leads me to another question. How important is that to you? Like you, like some guys don't like that kind of coaching. They don't want the discipline. They don't want a coach that's tough on them. But you, I guess, maybe have that other experience of, you know what, though? Look what it does. You kind of get programmed to play a certain way, and it stays with you forever. Do you find value in that kind of coaching, that, that kind of, like, establish this culture? We all know this is the way we're supposed to play, and the coach doesn't even need to be there anymore for practice because everybody already knows that's the way to do it. I definitely, I definitely feel like that's the best way to be in an organization, man. Any business, anything like that, it's about a standard of culture and just a, a, a process, man. Without a process, without a standard, man, you have nothing, man. You have no culture. So if you if you can get that, if you got a leader who who sets that level and that that thing that uh the process like that, and the winning organization, you got Belichick who got it, Andy Reid who got it, uh, Coach Saban. Dabo Sweeney, all these great coaches uh, got a standard in the process, and you see why those coaches are so successful and uh, what they do. So I believe that if you, if you got a process and you're a hard, 
coaches and things like that, you, if you know how to take it, you're going to have a great winning uh, winning person in you. So I definitely believe that. Like Greg Williams, like everybody, Greg got the notorious thing about how hard he coached, man. I love it. Like I just feel like every time we go on the field, like I'm going to go fight for Greg because Greg knows like he's going to put me in the best predicament to win this game. So. I'll tell you what, Q, though, you just keep trending up, man. It, it's fun. You know, the Jets are tough to watch as a group overall, but you're fun to watch right now, and a lot of people love seeing how much better you're getting, even just game after game, not just year to year. So keep it going. Stay healthy. Thanks so much for the time. All the best. Uh, thank you. Don't miss Bart Scott and Alan Hahn. Weekdays at 11 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN.